pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. The 18-yard box is wall-free. This is my Three Subs Podcast. A soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. Winter break is over and it's back to school. Well, and back to work for many, and that includes soccer players. The second semester, well, the second half <laughs> of the season kicks off and we've got the latest for you. Yeah, I'm a bit groggy. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> a little stretching, maybe a little yoga. Not too Eesh. much yoga, though. There's some pretzels that can't get unbent. Yeah, this guy. Uh, also, if he needs a cane, does Jose need a cane? We'll find out in an injury report coming up. And then we got a big old cup check for you that's going to leave you <laughs> breathless. Well, at least if you think about it for a second or two. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, we got two cup checks coming up because it is the first podcast of the year. Brody and I are standing in the tunnel. We're raring to go. And standing by in the second half, we'll have Bob Brame. He's talking about when David met Goliath in Memphis, Tennessee. It all went down 40-some-odd years ago, but we're just a few seconds away from my three subs. We'll be back with today's kickoff from the Center Circle Studios. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. If you own a company or if you're a decision maker within a company, I think you're going to want to know about Ease of Approval. Easeofapproval.com is the website. Ease of Approval is a communication tool that is web-based. It's designed to replace email where there's an approval process. It's very flexible. You can use it internally or you can use it business to business. Look, email is great, but it was not designed to handle sensitive workflow. With email, you're just one delete click away from losing vital information. Ease of Approval's dashboard is transparent, which means all the users are going to be focused on on what's important, managing their workflow, not wasting valuable time trying to track down a valuable email. And Ease of Approval offers real-time oversight. You can see all the outstanding work that's required in the dashboard, and it's flexible. It's great for single companies or multi-divisional organizations. And Ease of Approval goes with you into those production meetings with real-time performance analytics, meaning you can show everybody who's delivering their goods and services on time and who is falling behind. Oh, and your finance and compliance people are going to love this too, because Ease of Approval provides a transparent audit trail and and also simple invoice reconciliation into Excel. Accountability has never been more affordable and simpler. Go to easeofapproval.com and find out what they can do to help you stay on top of your organization. Ease of approval. Accountability made simple. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios. New Year, but New Year's Day, looking back to last week, shed some light Maybe at the end of the tunnel for some of the bottom clubs in the English Premier League. Aston Villa, Watford, West Ham all secured three points while Norwich did nab one in a draw. While at the top of the league might be lacking some drama, yeah. keep an eye out at the foot of the table because I think it's going to be a sprint to get out of the bottom three. You know, I hope this is sign of things to come where we have a huge parity in the Premier League and the EPL. Uh, come here 2020. I have a feeling that that's the case with with Watford even uh, showing signs that there's greatness ahead. Yeah, because the top of the league right now with Liverpool so far ahead, and we've got those numbers coming up in just a moment, it looks it looks like it is really a one-horse race unless uh, unless there's a slip and fall there. Lightning could strike. Yeah, it it can happen. Just ask Kevin Keegan Kevin Keegan in Newcastle from several years ago as Manchester United pipped them at the end of a season. But 
the bottom of the table where it's going to get very emotional toward the end because you've got, of course, the risk of falling to the championship. And there's about four or five clubs that are in danger of that right, right now. Uh, even Newcastle doesn't even look like they're on solid footing after some improved results. They've slipped a little bit. West Ham with a huge win under David Moyes has yeah. been a big deal for them. But uh, look out. As uh, as I said, Aston Villa picked up a win. Watford and, and West Ham did get that win. And, of course, Norwich uh, with the draw. So, I, you know. It's anybody's guess right now for 18 through 20. And I say that as as an as an Arsenal fan who just saw a 2-0 win over Manchester United. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm feeling good. You know, we're at the bottom rung of the table. You know what I'm saying? We're not in danger of getting relegated out. But Arsenal, with that big 2-0 win, uh, win over Manchester United, um, I think it's just – I don't know if that's a, a sign of – Arsenal or a sign of what's wrong with Manchester United? I think it's a bit of both, but Arsenal have to be excited that Pepe scored. Yes. And then Socrates, although I so badly want to call him Socrates. Socrates, yeah. But I know it's Socrates. Uh, they were on target with first half goals. Yeah. Manchester United, for the first time in a long time, there's whispers in the wind that maybe David De Gea needs to take a seat for a while and let Sergio Romero, who's been there for a few years, and has always been a capable goalkeeper, yeah. let him get some minutes out there. I, I think they just need to mix something up, especially in that defense uh, at Man U. They, there's just nothing really – there's no spark there. And maybe, yeah, a change is needed just to get something going. Yeah, and by the way, um, last week uh, Harry Maguire picked up a knock in uh, in their match, not the not the uh, Arsenal match, but uh, right. they picked up a, a, a knock at the weekend in their uh, nil nil draw against Wolves in the FA Cup, and he is going to be, I guess, reevaluated this week to see how long and he's going to be out, that, if at all. And I think that that nil nil draw with the Wolves, I think that speaks volumes. Man, you should have cleaned the floor with the Wolves. And they didn't. They didn't look like they needed to be there at all. You know, Pep Guardiola actually had some good comments about Manchester United and said Manchester United are awfully tough to beat when they're going full throttle, when they have that high-octane offense, which has been their hallmark for a long time, but really right now, not so much. Kind of on their haunches. They are on their haunches. Now, uh, attempting at one point to really give a a hard chase to Liverpool was Leicester City. Uh, Perez and multiple team transfer target James Madison led a barrage against Newcastle easing their way to a 3-0 win. But to be honest, Newcastle did not look good playing out of the back in this one, and that calamity cost them a couple of goals. Yeah, a couple, three. (laughs) Tertiary of goals. And I'll be interested to see if all that nonsense gets imported to the United States as we start to see those FIFA rules now being implemented uh, in MLS, USL, because those rules took effect for leagues that began in June of 2019 because MLS USL started before that. Yeah, we started in March, February. Those were not adopted until we get into this season. So, you know, these calamities, I think they're coming to a local ground near you. Yeah, oh boy. You know, if Danny Ings does not end up in England's 2020 Euro team, then the fix has got to be (laughs) in. All he does is keep Southampton climbing up the table. They knocked off Tottenham earlier this week. His, His goal was the only one in the match. You know, we talk about Jamie Vardy, but now Ings is now tied with I'm a bad man or Obama Yang from Arsenal with 13 goals. Which, to be fair, Obama Yang has not really done much in the past two matches. He's set a lot of up, okay, and he's getting a lot of defense looks at him. So, in all fairness, not to knock Obama Yang, but 
Ings is doing a great job. <laughs> he is doing a terrific job. And again, he deserves a call up. He's a guy that was oh yeah that, that was way off of the radar. Well, I think he's put himself back on the radar. And oh, by the way, there's a team called Liverpool that might be the very best in the world. And well, they just continue to be Liverpool. And yeah. I'm so glad I have Sadio Mane in my fantasy team because <laughs> he scores again. Of course, in Memphis, he would be known as Sadio Mane. Yeah, Sadio Mane. Uh, Mohamed Salah, of course, scoring again. And Sheffield United looked like they were solid. There was a slip up at right back, which let Salah get in. It was just a physical mistake. Yep. And Salah, you give him an inch, he takes a mile. One half misstep it's not even a full misstep or you second guess yourself boy liverpool makes you pay for it yeah yeah absolutely uh it's it's been a great week it was a great 2019 for them and a great start to 2020 liverpool right now 13 points up with a match in hand uh leicester well liverpool at 58 leicester at 45 manchester city at 44 chelsea seems to be stuck in neutral at 36 and manchester united right now because Spurs are, are flailing a little bit as well. Manchester United sits fifth at 31 points. Your bottom three now. Goodbye, Aston Villa. Hello, yeah. Bournemouth. You've now fallen through the trap door. You're at 18th and uh, with 20 points. Watford with 19 points. They're they're that, trying I mean, really hard to get out of yeah, there. Yeah, that's knocking on the door. And then uh, Norwich uh, at 14 points. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. That makes up the bottom three. But we're going to talk more about uh, England uh, with the FA Cup, the third round underway. And this is the first round, Brody, when the championship and the Premier League teams enter the FA Cup rounds. And you can start winning some money now. You can start winning some serious money. This is when we start talking about the giant killers. Uh, and when I say yeah. giant killing, typically I mean at least a two division separation. If you got a championship team in a Premier League, oftentimes you'll have a championship team that was once a Premier League team and right. they've, they've slipped down. So it's not. It's not out of the really realm of possibility a, there, but yeah. when you've got yeah, when you've got that league separation, ooh, that's when that's when the sparks fly. Yeah. Now it was a fun it was a fun weekend in the FA Cup because you had Fulham. They they used to be in the in the Premier League. Right. In fact, they got they're the one that has the uh, that uh, Muhammad Al Fayed owned the team, and he had a statue of Michael Jackson outside Craven <laughs> Cottage, which I don't even think Michael Jackson had ever been ever to Craven Cottage. It, it, it's one of the most <laughs> random things. And we're going to talk about another statue coming up in just Just because he could. Exactly, because he could. In fact, I think he was the one that also owned, oh, the name of the big fancy store in London, Harrods. Oh, oh, really? Had Harrods. It, it like takes up a whole city block. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Macy's of, of London. Yeah, I mean, it, it's incredible. Uh, Fulham knocked off Aston Villa in the FA Cup third round 2-1 championship side Sheffield Wednesday also ushered out Premier League team Brighton 1-0 and we also got to see Wayne Wayne Rudy is back Uh, Darby County took out Crystal Palace 1-0 with a goal by Chris Martin not the Coldplay guy I think we're we're almost 100% sure it was not him in the sky (laughs) I don't want to pay any royalties so I'll stop there anyway thank you Thank you. Yeah, we're we're trying to catch up here fiscally. So uh, no giant killings just yet. No, no, but there 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 are some great replays coming up in the next week or so. And um, there was we got this close to a giant killing as League One Tranmere Rovers came from three nil down just thirty four minutes in. They forced a replay against Watford in a match that ended up. 3-3, three, three, another big oh. replay, and you touched on this just a moment ago. Yeah, the Wolves and Man U drew at nil-nil. I, I, that, I think, speaks more highly to what is wrong at Man U than what's right at the Wolves. Yes, yeah, I, I would I would say so, and we're going to talk about what, what happens with... What's that? They should have cleaned their clocks. Should have cleaned their clocks, but again, um, you know, 
you don't know which Man United you're going to get from match to that's match. That's the problem. It's the lack of consistency. And that I think that's harder to coach if you're a manager than just being bad or just being good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then you've got another former Premier League team, Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Spurs, who seem like they're a former Premier League team, but they are a Premier yeah. League team. They drew it one apiece. Replays will occur soon. Then the fourth round cranks up on January 25th. For teams like Tranmere Rovers, replays are a huge deal because of the extra money at the gate. we got to talk about some dollars and cents here. Uh, there's some big dollars and cents. Well, big poundage. So if you, are, if you are in, this is just base money. If you are in the third round and you win a third round match, your club gets 135,000 pounds. Okay, that doesn't sound like a big deal if you're a Premier League team. That's not even, I don't even know if that's a week of Paul Pogba's salary. <laughs> Probably but not. if you're Tranmere Rovers, yeah, that's a huge deal if you win. Now, that's just base. Then you also take into account gate receipts, which are split, plus. TV money, which may come with a replay as well. So you're looking at double dipping. So if you're a lower club, the best thing that can happen for you, you get a replay. is to get a replay yep. and then win that replay. But even just getting that replay is almost like getting a win because you yeah. get an extra round of gate receipts and TV money. Fourth, fourth round, that, that base money goes up to like 180,000 pounds. It doubles essentially from there out. 360 yeah. in the fifth round. Quarterfinal winners get 720. Semifinal losers get 900,000 pounds, but if you win a semi, then you're getting 1.8 million pounds, and then the uh, runners-up and winners get 1.8 and 3.6 million, respectively. Jeez. Again, plus you've got some gate receipts, and you've got TV money. And then also some of that money, not all of that is split exactly like that. Some of that goes to, I think, seed the FA for other initiatives as well, well but, but, but still, pretty much where the money goes. I mean, Tim, you're right, though. If you're a big club, that's this is chump change. But there is an incentive if you're a big club because if you win this tournament, you also get a path to the Europa League. So if you're outside that top five or six, this it is does get, it gets you European football. So there's always an incentive to play. Um, so when your you're best. looking at when you're looking at this Man United draw, that's a big deal. When you're looking at you know some of these other close matches, they really need to step it up because you're talking about teams who are not Liverpool, who are you know not in that top seed, going. You know what? We could shoe in. You know, I, I think I think team managers really need to look at. This. When I look at this, I think of Manchester United. I think of Wolves. I think of Spurs. Yeah. Um, I think of Sheffield United. I think of Arsenal as teams that may need that Europa League spot. Yeah, almost have to at this point yeah. because I don't think there's any catching. Yeah, now there's another Europa League spot that is up as well, and that's in the Carabao Cup. They're in the two-leg semis, and that starts this week, and there are two terrific Matchups. The first one, of course, you've got the Manchester Derby, Manchester City, Manchester United. And then on the other side, you've got the Johnny Come Lately of Leicester City versus Aston Villa, who just made their way up to the Premier League and looking to scratch for survival. And wouldn't that be interesting Boy. if they couldn't stay up, but they still got the Europa League spot? That, I mean, that would be ah. – I don't think they deserve to be there. Don't, don't get me wrong, but how great would that be? Just how great, the, it, the amount of parity in there. So fixed your congestion for some of these clubs, but again, you got the FA Cup uh, third round replays coming up in the next week or so. You've got the fourth round coming up January 25th, and then we've got Carabao Cup that starts this week. Clears clears the Mississippi River. Sure. Clears glass. Yeah. 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 
Glass at a glass at a zoo. You know, even as, even as we uh, talk right now, there's some Serie A matches going on. Yeah. Uh, some weekday matches that are that are taking place. Over the weekend, though, Lazio continued their push toward the top two with a 2-1 win over Mario Balotelli's Brescia. Roma had a chance to keep pace, but they slipped in an ugly way, falling to ninth place Torino 2-0. That was a fast slide. And don't call it a comeback, but he's back in a Milan jersey. Hey! Bye. Anyway, yeah, the rumored Zlatan. Uh, could be in the lineup for AC Milan this week. They are 12th, okay, and they need all the help they can get. As of right now, Zlatan not on the pitch, but that could change, like, T-minus as this is recording. You know, he has not even played a match for AC Milan. He's been off since the LA Galaxy season ended, but he's actually going to be in our injury report coming up in just a few moments. How can it be? Well, only Zlatan can make the magic of being in the injury report and have not played a game. I swear. We'll have that coming up. Uh, the MLS is going to miss him so much. Yeah. yeah. They're going to miss the drama. They're going to miss the drama. No, we're not. <laughs> not even a little bit. Really? Not even a little bit. He was a talking point every week because he was doing some sort of kung fu on somebody on a 50-50 yeah. ball, it always yeah. seemed. It was always stupid stuff. Get out. Now we can actually play some. Let's look at your top five. AC Milan is nowhere near to be found in there, but Inter, Juventus, Lazio, Roma, and Atalanta. Uh, make up your top five Atlanta. in Syria. La Liga is back at it. Barcelona got goals from Suarez and Vidal, but it was not enough. They drew 2-2. I'm looking down. Espanol. Wait, looking down here. Oh, my God. Espanol is 20th place. They're dead last. Good Lord. They drew with Barca. Jeez. What were they thinking? So if I'm Real Madrid, I'm thinking, well, I need to get out there and win and get back to the top of the uh, table. Yeah. And you, you might think about that because La Liga is actually good. They, they, La Liga <laughs> is actually they're about, they're about five or six deep there with some talented clubs. Yeah. Real Madrid got another goal from former World Player of the Year, Luka Modric. They took care of seventh place, Getafe. 3-0 Atletico Madrid. Valencia uh, via Real were also winners. Uh, Barcelona Boy. stays on top even with that draw. Their goal differential is two better than Real Madrid. They're at 40 points apiece. Atletico and Sevilla at 35. Real Sociedad and Valencia at 31. The Bundesliga. You, you watch out though. Bar- Barcelona, they miss up again. That that's that 40 is gone. They're not looking invincible. That, that could be trouble. You know, every now and then you get a one-off like this, but Barcelona has not been a convincing leader No, at this point. And for however much controversy and how much trouble Zidane is in at Barca, or at Real, they're neck and neck right now. Yeah, and, and that could be real trouble for Barcelona. Bundesliga, uh, the Dutch League, they're both on winter break. Our, uh, Red Bull Leipzig, uh, of course, at 37 points. Uh, Borussia Zipperglad Zipper Gladbach uh, at 35 uh, Bayern Munich 33, Dortmund and Schalke at 30 apiece over in the Dutch League. Winter break. Yep, winter break. They'll be back January 17th. Ajax has a three-point lead over AZ Alkmaar, 44-41. PSV at 34. Uh, Willem II stays fourth. I, I'm now understanding this more that there's a winter break. Yeah. It's not as confusing. <laughs> They're at 33. And then uh, Feyenoord, Rotterdam at uh, 31 points. France is in a winter break. They return on January the 10th. PSG holds seven-point lead. Over Marseille. However, the French Cup is underway. The Coup de France. The Coup de France. Yes, and uh, uh, several teams already easily through. PSG, Nice, Lille, Saint Etienne, Monaco, Lyon, and Dijon. All isn't a coup something bad? Coup, coup, coup. Yeah, I thought a coup was bad. It can be oh, okay. if for the wrong cause. Okay. <laughs> 
this might be for a Europa League spot. I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, all those teams, including Dijon, all cut the mustard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bad joke. <laughs> and they're all through to the next round. So let's uh, wrap things up over there and bring it back home. What yeah. do you say, Brody? Take the, take the seven-hour plane ride for a super draft. Not just any draft. They call it the super draft. Super draft. Bah, 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 bah. Horns railing. Anyway, that cranks up. Thursday, the 9th, and runs through January 13th, which is my brother's birthday. Uh, highly recommend uh, you to listen to last week's episode with Ross Polly. He was drafted 11th, okay, and talks about the whole interworkings of the draft in the elevator and stuff like that. You're never going to make it, kid. Ha! That is a that's a great idea because he, he did mention that and he walked through that because it's not guaranteed you get a spot on the team. No, it is a great primer. Uh, Brody's exactly right. Listen to last week's podcast with Ross Polly. You will be very glad that you did. Heading into the season, there are some lingering questions, and late February is going to be kickoff time for MLS. However, even before then, we got Concacaf Champions League. We'll touch on that too. Does the, LA, does the LA Galaxy have a trick up their sleeve? Well, the Zlatan is gone. They got to fill that gap up front. They did pick up a good wingman in Alexander Katai mm-hmm. from Chicago. Very talented. Good good on the ball and also uh, can get you some goals. But, again, he's been a wing guy. Zlatan plays it up the middle. Right. Well, but you also have a little overhead. You know, you've got a little capital that you could spend some money on. So... I, I think they're going to be okay. It just depends on who. You're right. They put in that middle spot. We've got the wing covered. We got somebody to set them up. Who's gonna Who's gonna knock them down? We'll keep an eye out for LA Galaxy. Still some time to get some stuff done. What will Nashville FC do? We know. Or excuse me, Nashville SC. 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 Yeah. Is is, is how they're they're branded. They had a couple of terrific goal scores that they've uh, brought along from the USL Championship in Daniel Rios. And Cameron Lancaster, we have witnessed them uh, here. We're in a USL Championship City. We have seen the work that they do. They are very good. They were rock stars in the USL Championship. However, will that translate to MLS success? Nashville may want to try to pick up another striker as insurance because that's no guarantee that a nose for goal in USL Championship will translate to that. Although, I do believe that they'll both contribute. In, in the I, don't, I, don't think they, I don't think they're going to be, you know, bumps on the log, but you're right. They need somebody else. You're talking about a new league with new stars and big stars in that league. You're going to need the help. Cincinnati looked a bit like a train wreck last year, and I think Nashville's hoping to avoid that. Uh, new York City FC was the only team without a head coach in the last uh, 24 hours prior to us being in studio. They have changed that. They picked up uh, former Celtic manager Ronnie Dela. Uh, and uh, he is joining New York City FC, who had a great run. Uh, New York City FC had a great run during the regular season in the Eastern Conference, and they need somebody to put it all together. And in, and by the way, uh, they consider him, I guess, the Norwegian Jurgen Klopp, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he, he, he's going to be a good fit over there at New York. We'll watch them, and it's exciting now that they've got all their coaches. They're ready to go. However, it may be all for naught because we're still waiting to see if the MLS collective bargaining agreement is going to get renewed. It runs out at the end of the month, and nobody's ready to put pen to paper on either side yet. But wait, there's more because the season begins in late February, but those won't be the first games. No, you got CONCACAF Champions League coming up. handful of clubs uh, before their season starts head into CONCACAF. So... I guess the question becomes, get it done before the deadline or 
you know, you can kick that can down the road further after CONCACAF. I, I, get it done. And don't stop it. You know, just, just put the pen to paper. Get this done. Let's play some soccer. As much momentum as the league has and with expansion, you don't want Miami, you don't want Nashville having to wait because yeah. of a work stoppage to play their first ever matches. Plus, it just throws the whole schedule off the kilter yeah, as well. I, just and, and I, what are you waiting on? You know what I mean? Like what? Are you, what? What really is the the bottom line that you're waiting on? Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let's get some of the condensation off and peer through the transfer window. We're just getting started with this, so really, we're just scratching the surface with this. I suspect in the next week or two, this could take up quite a bit yeah. of our time. Uh, Bayern Munich manager Hansi Flick says Jerome Boateng may have interest coming from Arsenal, but he expects him to stay through the end of the season. Uh, Boateng could be a short-term solution on defense for Mikel Arteta. I say short-term because he's already 31, uh, and he's only really, I think he's been in like nine of the 17 uh, Bayern Munich matches, so he's not an everyday player for them. It's still early in the window, and you never know if the money's right. Perhaps Hansi fancies him to go away. Perhaps so. Juventus goalkeeper uh, Wojciech Szczesny is set to ink a contract extension that would take him through the 2023-24 season. He has been a revelation for Juventus after oftentimes playing second fiddle over at Arsenal. This is interesting. Yeah, Arsenal's going to make a lot of shakeups, a lot of moves, uh, as we kind of knew. Arteta is not happy with the club that he's got, so he's got to make the moves. I don't, you know, do you get rid of everybody? Again, do you burn it down and start anew? And I think you have to. So get ready for a lot of moves. Uh, Yeah, I think think you're going to see quite a few of those. If and this is this there's a bit of an if here if Arteta gets approval of the board and the ownership who have been very tight with the purse yeah. strings yeah. lately, but if if they give him if they give him what he needs, the players seem to like him so oh, yeah. far so good yeah and and they're playing well for him I think this team is playing well for him get ready when you get players that he likes on that club too I think that's a different story. Chelsea's made a list, and they're checking it twice, and it's out. And their wish list includes Wilfred Zaha mm-hmm. from Ch- uh, from Crystal Palace, Jaden Sancho of Borussia Dortmund, although he may be too expensive in the January window. Yeah, you know, maybe. And then Leon forward uh, Musa Dembele, although that may be in part uh, of an exchange for Olivier Giroud. Send him out, bring Dembele and send the Frenchman off to France, which may be a good fit for him as well. Uh, Chelsea recently had their transfer ban lifted, so I suppose, I guess we're about to see how aggressive they are willing to become. I believe there's about $150 million in the transfer kitty for Frank Lampard. Yeah, and, and I think they are going to get a little, you know, kind of pushy and chubby when it comes down to it because they haven't been able to. So now get ready because the floodgates are open for Chelsea. They've got Manchester United, they got Tottenham, they've got Arsenal, they got Wolves, they got Sheffield United that may try to make a second half run and maybe grab that fourth spot which would be a Champions League qualifying spot which means big money. And here's the other thing at Chelsea, uh, Christian Pulisic, while he's quote unquote sick, I think there's a little bit more to that. So I'm just putting it out there, might be a transfer in Christian Pulisic. Already? After 70 million? I, I Listen, it's something strange is happening. He's quote-unquote sick. Anybody checked up on the guy? Maybe let's send him some soup because, quite honestly, this is a weird sickness. And that sickness might be a transfer. So you think there's more to it? I think there's way more to it. Oh, goodness. All right. We'll keep an eye on the blues then. 
Hey, didn't you used to be famous? Aston Villa have changed their mind and now decided against pursuing once famous goalkeeper Joe Hart from Burnley. Joe Hart the wrestler? No. Joe Hart. I thought that was Jimmy Hart the manager. Oh, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> no, Joe Hart was the Manchester City goalkeeper and once England's goalkeeper yeah. in the World Cup. Then he was sent to West Ham. And, he bounced around a lot, didn't and he? And then he uh, fell to Burnley, who's in the championship now. And, you know, I... Th- if you watch him play, I always thought he was a bit overrated. In fact, I think the only person more afraid of crosses would be a vampire. <laughs> well, the stake was the was the shot coming from the cross. Is what it was. <laughs> uh, Aston Villa says no, and Villa looked at Hart as a solution. In fact, we'll just we'll just segue right into uh, the injury report. Uh, they were looking at Hart as a solution to the void left by Tom Heaton. He had a, a season-ending knee injury recently, and they're looking to find somebody that that can get in between the sticks and finish somebody out the help season. Us here? Please. If you have a if you have a knee injury as a keeper, I mean you can't take That's goal over. kicks, you can't leap, you can't you can't explode off the line. Is his is his career done? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think he still has a little bit of left. You talking about Hart or Heaton? No, Heaton. <laughs> Hart might Hart Vir- might be done virtually. Yeah, but uh, no, I think that Hart needs a pacemaker at this point. No, he. I think Heaton will come back. I, I, I think he still has some gas in the tank. Okay. Hey, we mentioned this at the very top. Spurs striker Harry Kane limped off in the one uh, 0 defeat to Southampton. Speculation seems to point to a return in March, so he could Yeesh. miss six, seven, eight matches. That's a big stretch until he comes back. Yeah, nice. and, and just breathing down the neck of Manchester United for that. You know, fourth spot, they've got a little bit of a, a problem there, and we'll see if uh, Jose tries to get somebody to come in to to help out at this point, or may rely more on Sun up top as a striker, which he's done before. Yeah. And Sun, so the, the South Korean is very it. capable. Yeah, no, he can yeah. very well do it. And by the way, Zlatan is down. <laughs> well, not the real one. The Swede once starred oh. for Malmo as the first club he played for, but ever since it was reported that he now owns a small percentage. In rival club Hammerby, somebody or some bodies have been trying to take down the statue of him in Malmo by sawing off the ankles. <laughs> now, they were successful in sawing off some of the nose, and they even set it on fire nice. late last year. Nice. But they finally got the job done right, and the uh. statue is down. <laughs> Efforts will be made to repair the statue. No arrests or even a yellow card oh, have been issued at this time. You didn't have a camera on this thing after the nose went? You you might want to put up a static cam. Just throwing that out there. And it looks like it just looks like such a, a pitiful picture too because <laughs> it, it looks like it was an act of terror or something. I mean. Well, it kind of was. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Uh, definitely vandalism. It set the damn thing on fire. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, you're up to date now and coming up the time Goliath came to Memphis and fell at the hands of David. And Tony. Original Rogues broadcaster Bob Brame is up next with the story of how Memphis was king of the soccer world. At least for one night. That's next on My Three Subs. And that takes us to the half. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. Well, look who's in the podcast studio today. It's the president of Financial Wealth Services and huge Memphis soccer fan, Hal Downing. Hal, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Listen, let's talk about Financial Wealth Services. What do you guys do? 
we are a source of capital, uh, almost a matchmaker, if you will, between uh, small, medium, large companies and uh, a source of capital for direct investments for high net worth individuals. I know for a fact that you've got a ton of experience in real estate and other aspects of the financial industry, decades of experience, and people can trust you with that. How, how can they pick up the phone and call you? Uh, numbers 901-498-2190. I know that you're a gigantic soccer fan, and probably the only thing you love more than soccer is helping people out. Yes. Uh, 10% of all gross proceeds in my firm go to the Catholic Diocese here in Memphis, and we're also involved in other charities as well. All right. What's that phone number again, and, and, and do you have an email address? 901-498-2190. Email haldowning7 at gmail.com. That's Hal Downing, president of Financial Wealth Services, 901-498-2190. Hal, thanks for coming in, and thanks for being a supporter of this podcast. Really do appreciate you. Thank you.